Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Bob Simons, you are listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast, uh, live broadcast coming from Dickinson, North Dakota. You could be listening 
1230 AM on the radio or on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Just a lot of different ways you could listen or the KDIX website. We've got people texting in tonight. You can be part of this program by texting in. And that number would be 701-290-7862. We've got a bunch of people texting in um, already. We've got, um, let's see, uh, we've got uh, Sister Brett's listening in Kildare tonight. We've got um, uh, we've got Wanda listening. Hello to Wanda listening. And um, we've got... Uh, in Harvey, North Dakota, we've got Gunner, Uriah, Amaray, Malachi, Skyly, Evely or Evely, Jeffrey, Shalista, Seth Springer, and Jody. What's Seth Springer doing up there? Uh, we've got um, Lori listening from Southart tonight. I'm just reading through some of these, and um, the um, just good to have everybody. Not, I'm not. I don't have all these numbers. I'll have to kind of look these over, but. Uh, but just just uh, excited about our church service today. Had a great church service, and we um, had a lot of new people there, new visitors there. That was exciting, and and I just felt like we had a really good service. I was very encouraged. The presence of God was there, and people were touched. We baptized one in the name of Jesus. That was exciting, and um, so we're uh, we're uh, glad that you're with us tonight. A lot of people are texting me. I got to quit reading those. And here again, if you want to be part of this program, the best way to do it, if you can text, is text me at 701-290-7862 or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. If you're listening from outside of the country, that would be a good way to to uh, get a hold of me tonight. And we've got just, oh, it's just really encouraging, all these texts. I'm excited about this. Uh, just a lot of people listening in tonight. That's nice. That's great. We're going to um, talk about a topic, that uh, scripture that I've been kind of working over for the last week or so, just things that I've been thinking about and speaking about and, and so on. The scriptures in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13 should have Abe should have brought his guitar in there, man. He sounded good in church. Abe's running the controls tonight, and uh, he just he sounded so good in church tonight. The um, oh, we got Stormy listening from the Philippines. Nice to have Stormy tuning in tonight and emailing me. Uh, we've got um, we've got brother Pastor Pearson listening out in Michigan or Wisconsin tonight, and we got to speak at his church last week. I'm glad that you're that you're. Um, listening and we enjoyed being there with you um, pastor Vaughn and Wendy Pearson um, are pastoring out there and just a really really neat story neat church and so we're just excited about that excited for them the uh, oh gunner is requesting the tell it like it is song tonight so we'll have to maybe line that up Philippians 2:12 Paul said wherefore my beloved beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only, but not much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Turn me up just a little bit. That's even a little more than that. My voice must be weak tonight. 
very familiar scripture to many, I would I would say, and I want to just uh, talk on the radio show about this scripture. Uh, I want to um, just bring out some things in these two scriptures and how important it is that we have a right relationship with God. If you want to go anywhere with God, uh, I'm going to say it right off, off the bat, you're not going to work your way to heaven. You're going to need God's help. You really are. You're going to need God's power. And we uh, sometimes holiness people, people like me, are accused of people trying to work their way to heaven. Well, I'm going to um, debunk that tonight because I don't believe that. I believe that we need the power of the Holy Ghost and and we need the power of God in our life to help us live for God. And I'm going to try to explain how to get that. Paul said to the Philippians, he gave them a very high compliment, these people, as he wrote this letter. He said, dear friends, he said, you always followed my instructions. This is the Living Bible when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important. So here, the Philippians had a pastor that they listened to. Very, very important. Uh, And I, I want to just say right now that it is very important that we don't just live the way we live in front of our brothers and sisters in Jesus, but we live this way all the time. Uh, Paul's compliment to these Philippians was, as you have always. And uh, these were good people. These were people that had it for themselves. One of my fears sometimes as a pastor is that people will follow me as a pastor, but they won't have it for themselves. They won't believe it for themselves. That's a fear I've had. Um, I don't pastor a church like that. There are people in our church that are just solid. I mean, they're just solid in what they believe. Um, they, they, um, if I quit preaching the truth, they'd throw me out. I, I, um, th- th- these are good people, just like the Philippians. But, but they, it's important that we just don't have preacher religion. Um, you know, I, it's important that we, um, that we are unified around not a church building like our church is called the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. But our unity comes from being unified around truth. This this is very important. If if our unity as a church is around truth, then we are strong. If our unity is just for the sake of unity, and I've been saying this for years and I know, Abe, you've heard me say this for years, but if our unity is just around unity, and I think that's what a lot of the Christian world wants, they, they want to unify around the concept of unity. Well, I'm not into that. That's not anything I'm interested in. I want to be unified in the Spirit. You know, the unity of the Spirit. In other words, the Spirit doesn't tell one person that he can watch filthy Hollywood movies and tell another person that it's wrong to do so. Uh, the unity of the Holy Spirit uh, doesn't tell one person they can dress immodestly and wear clothing that's very suggestive and tell another person that they shouldn't dress that way. I believe if we all get close to God like we're supposed to, we're going to believe the same things. That's what I believe. I really do. Um I believe that, and that's why Paul could say this to the Philippians. He said, 
you've obeyed this when I'm not around. Why? Because they had it for themselves. I told my kids, I've told my kids for years, if you're a Pentecostal because I'm a Pentecostal, I'm going to feel like I have failed. But if you're a Pentecostal because you see that it's the truth and you live that, then I feel like I've succeeded. And so it's it's important. That's an important thing. That we that we're the same alone or with someone. We're the same. And here again, that being the same has to do that's why, you know, there are people that are listening all over the country tonight on Holy Ghost Radio, and they agree with Pastor Bob, not because I belong to the UPC or the WPF, which I do belong to both of them. It's not not because I belong to either one of those organizations. It's because we believe the same thing because the Word of God only says one thing. Well, you know what? Do you got that song queued up that I want you to play? All right. There's a song. I've been, somebody just uh, uh, tuned me into a, a Pentecostal dad and wife and daughter called the Dunaways. He's, I think he's a pastor of United Pentecostal Church somewhere. And I've been listening to this stuff for the last couple of days. Listen to this song. This is great. As the devil's right hand Cussed like a sailor Always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole the boy Truck that he tied Scared the congregation One Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar And they heard Billy say Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Everybody followed all the way to the shore In the back of our minds While we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color of the water to change But it never did It was as filthy as him He popped up out of the water And he said it again Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico
pretty good the uh, they got in fact they got a lot of good stuff uh, they got some about church in the kitchen i don't know if you can find that one it's pretty good too all right pastor bob the tell it like it is radio show you're texting me like crazy and it's good to have all of you listening some of my regulars we've got one-armed dave out in in uh, fargo listening tonight when are you coming to see me i'm back good to have him listening we've got uh, the lomans North of Belfield, the Torreses out by Fargo somewhere, the Minards, the Campbells, the Woodses up in Beulah are listening. We've got, uh, um, let's see, I, I, you know what, I, I, I guess it doesn't matter if I read all these. We've got some Schmitz and Bismarck listening. Um, the um, people said they're loving the show. That's good. Some of you, I don't know who you are, but I'm glad that you're listening tonight. We're, we're centering tonight on Philippians 2, 12, and 13. Now, let me get to the kind of the, the essence of this pr- program tonight. In, in chapter 12, it says, work out your own salvation. And I want, I want to zero in on this concept of working it out. I believe that it's kind of like our muscles. God gave the muscles to us, but we got to work them out. Uh, the Living Bible says, work hard to show the results of your salvation. That's pretty accurate. We, we need to, there, there isn't, even though everything I'm going to say tonight talks about how God works through us, but I don't want to minimize the concept of discipline. And you'll never go anywhere in life without discipline, and you really won't ever go anywhere without God, or without discipline with God, excuse me. You won't. You have to have discipline in your life. If you see somebody that's mighty in the scriptures, I promise you they're disciplined. If you see somebody that knows how to pray, they're disciplined. If you see somebody used in the miraculous, they're a disciplined person. And that's true. It really is. Now, but that's not my emphasis tonight, but he said, work out your own salvation. Now here, I want you to notice it doesn't say to work out your own plan of salvation. Um, this is very important. And I would say this is the fallacy of most of American Christianity is people are picking and choosing which parts of the Bible they want to believe, and uh, and then they claim to be uh, sincere in that. I was that way until I was about 21 years old. I made up God, I made up my idea of God, and I worshipped him. And I, well, I shouldn't say I worshipped him, but I made up my own idea of God, and that's who I prayed to. I, I I came up with my own, I don't know where I came, I, I think it was just a hodgepodge of religious ideas. I came up with my own idea about God, and I, I that was my God. But that wasn't the real God. That was my made-up God. That was Pastor Bob's God. And it wasn't the real God. And the, the, the nice thing about that made-up God was he and I agreed about everything, and uh, and I never felt guilty about anything. You know, with this made-up God, like, like it was just, uh, you know, like I mean, we we got along great. The only problem is when I was twenty, just about twenty-one, when I met the real God, uh, I really uh, was floored. 
because I found out the God I had made up was not the real God. You know, I don't, I had made up my own plan of salvation. I figured I was as, about as good as my friends or better than most of my friends. So I assumed I was a good person and I was going to go to heaven. I guess I don't, I didn't talk about it much, but if you would have asked me back then, I would have said, if you would have said, are you going to heaven? I, I thought, well, sure. Isn't everybody? You know, I made up my own plan of salvation. Believe in God, be saved. A friend of mine, or actually an older brother of a friend of mine years ago, told me, he said, me and God have a deal. He said, I'm going to live like the devil till I'm 30, and then I'll give God the rest of my life. You see, he was making up his own plan of salvation. And, and this is where most Americans live. This is where they live. That's why you can come to a Pentecostal church like the one I pastor, the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota, and you can... Be like, oh, I, I liked the friendly people. I liked what I felt. But, you know, some of those things they talk about there, I don't like that. Well, see, that's very dangerous if some of the things we're talking about that you don't like are is truth. Don't make up your own plan of salvation. I was listening. I was doing a little research reading about the um, Hillsong Church Movement. And here... I guess I just hate to get on the air and criticize things. But this is a group of people that are kind of making it up as they go. I mean, they you can kind of do whatever you want just about. I think they've taken a stand against abortion and maybe a stand against homosexuality, I, I think. I, I don't know for sure. But what I'm saying is, is these user-friendly churches, you know, I, let me say this. I don't want to be a user-friendly church. I'd like to be a God-friendly church. I'd rather have him show up than you show up. I'd rather have him feel comfortable than you feel comfortable. Like, now I want you to show up, but I don't want to make the church this thing where that we are trying to get you to show up, sacrificing truth to get you there. So it's very important. I'm going to talk all night for an hour straight on Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Because there's a lot jam-packed in here. Number one, work out your own salvation, not your own plan of salvation. Now let me just, just say this. It says work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation. This doesn't mean we should be working out everybody else's salvation. Being critical of everybody else's walk with God, but not being critical of our own. we got to be careful of that. Jesus said, if you want to help somebody take a little, uh, a little moat out of his eye, why don't you take the beam out of your own eye so you can help your neighbor get the moat out of his eye? Luke chapter 6. Cast out first the beam out of your own eye. You see, it's not like... God doesn't want us to help others find him. But I do believe it's important that we work out our own salvation first. Because we're going to have a lot more success doing that, trying to help other people, if we pull the moat out of our own eye first. Let the Lord get you straightened out first, so you can help somebody else. Like they say on the airplane, put on your own oxygen mask first, then assist others. Did you just hear that when you were on the airplane? Yeah, he just went down to see this this uh, girl that he likes down in um, Arkansas. Is she listening tonight? Oh, she is. All right. 
the uh, boy Sierra, you should have heard that that young man that you like sing today in church, man. You'd you'd have probably fainted if you'd have been there, just passed out cold. He did good. He didn't wasn't doing it for the young ladies, though. He was doing it for the Lord. We, you know, this this um, so. Uh, you know, number one, don't work out your own plan of salvation. Number one, work out your own salvation. Like, like, uh, let's, let's apply this to ourselves. You know what? I've got to get to heaven. All right. That's, I, I got to get there. I got to be right with God. Secondary to that is I got to help everybody else get there too. It's so important that we understand that little thing. This is all right in Philippians chapter two and verse 12. Work out your own salvation. I've got people, there's probably people listening tonight, that their own salvation has nothing to do with the plan of salvation that God set up. The plan of salvation that God set up is found in a nice, neat little package in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, Peter was preaching, and the people he was preaching to on the very birthday of the Christian church interrupted his preaching, and they said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the plan of salvation. This is what Paul was talking about in Galatians chapter 1 and verses 8 and 9 when he says, If I or an angel from heaven come preaching any other gospel, let him be accursed. I'll say it again, he said. He said the same thing again. You see, this salvation is not, Oh, I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. Or this salvation is not, you know, I said the sinner's prayer. This salvation has to do with the born-again experience that Jesus talked to Nicodemus about in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. He said, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. And being born of the water, you know, no matter what any of you um, dingy theologians say, being born of the water is baptism. It, it's, it is. It is. It it. You know, this idea that it's, you know, the birth, born in the, you know, birth canal and, and, you know, the water of the birth. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Because Jesus not only told Nicodemus he needed to be born of the water and of the Spirit, he said in, in Mark 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. He said in Matthew 28, 19, he said, Go into the world baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And that's why the apostles did that. They baptized in the name of Jesus. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost aren't names. That's why if you haven't been baptized, we, we baptized a man today. His name is Gino. And we baptized Gino. In the name of Jesus. Now, he'd been baptized by immersion, but he wasn't sure if it was in the name of Jesus. I said, well, we better be sure. So, we've got to work out not our own plan of salvation, but we've got to work out God's plan of salvation in our own lives. You got, you know, are you going to play that song Gunner once? Yeah. All right. Here's this, this song's going out to Gunner. 
And I did say, I did a shout out to Wanda, but if she wasn't listening to her earlier, uh, hello, Wanda, listening out way out somewhere in Montana. Preacher man, preacher man, don't tell me no lies. That believe and you're saved, the junk which comes televised. That fable may make money for the fornicating jimmies. But the message of salvation is the one that you should give me. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. I was saved when I ate the dough God host. But I've seen in the Bible that I need the Holy Ghost. They said that I could get it with a tap on the head. But first I've got to die so God can raise me from the dead. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Don't tell me that I'm fine and should put away my fears. I bought that lie before it only coochie-coo my ears. It's hypocrisy so thick. That now I want to puke it And I'm sorry my friend if that offends your hermeneutic Tell it like it is, tell it like it is I do not want to go to hell So tell it like it is, tell it like it is Tell it like it is, I do not want to go to hell So tell it like it is, tell it like it is Tell it like it is, I do not want to go to hell So tell it like it is, tell it like it is I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. That was going. That was going out to Gunner, up in Harvey, North Dakota. And uh, here again, you guys are texting me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two, and we've got uh, one of my favorite texts to get is a lady down in Bowman named Yvonne. And uh, just, I, it is so neat what God's doing in her life. I told, I talked about her, I talked about her uh, in church this morning about how God reached her and um, the um, just, uh, just uh, neat what God's doing. We've got Helen listening tonight. We've got a brother Seagraves listening out from the Seattle area tonight. Jasmine from Bismarck listening. A lady named Sarita listening from Dickinson tonight. You're listening to a program that's live right out of Dickinson. If you're on Holy Ghost Radio right now, this is a live broadcast. I don't know if you know that. Um, Brother Griffith just texted me. He's a, he's a regular here. He's preached here in our church. He's a minister out of a church in Great Falls, Montana. Glad that he said they just had a blowout service in their great move of the Holy Ghost um, in, uh, in their church tonight out in Great Falls. That's good to hear. So we've got uh, just a bunch of folks listening, and we've got uh, uh, we've got just a bunch of different folks. Hey, it looks like Dave is listening tonight. 
All right, well, I better quit doing that. We're talking about Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And uh, it says to work out our own salvation. Now, it doesn't say work on your own salvation. And this is kind of one of my main points tonight. Work out your own salvation. Very, very important. Because you've got to have it to work it out. You can't work on it. You can't work on getting it. You've got to you've got to get it and then work it out. The um, self the, the concept of self righteousness means that we can, we think we can do this by ourselves by our own discipline and our effort. And here again, I, I I mentioned earlier if you're just tuning in, I believe in discipline. I believe in effort. But I want you to know that it's that you have to. You have to have the salvation first to work it out. This is like I'm, I'm making it sound more complicated than it is. It's exactly like having muscles before you can make them big, like Abe's. You got to have muscles. You know, he's got to be careful. He doesn't flex, so he rips his shirt. You know, you got to You got to be careful. But you got to have the muscles first. You've got to have salvation first before you can work it out. And this is my point tonight. You've got to turn the switch on, the yes switch on to God, which I'm going to say tonight, the only word you need to be saved when it comes to God is yes. That's the, that's the word you need. When God shows you what he wants you to do, you have to say yes. That's a switch. It's not a dimmer switch. It's a straight on, on and off switch. That's the title of this program tonight. On, off, switch. It's, see, it's important we're not working on our salvation, like I'm trying to be saved. It's working out your salvation. Like I'm already saved, I'm already right with God, and now I'm working that out. Now verse 13 brings this out. It says, for it is God, this is Philippians 2 again, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so if you have the switch on, God's working in you. The, the, the New Living Translation says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. This is, this is, you know, I cannot, now, now there are people out there that don't think Pastor Bob knows this stuff. There are, because we stand for holiness and righteousness, because you've, you've heard me on the radio talk about, you know, uh, different morals and different areas of holiness, even modesty, even, even what the Bible says about men and women's hair, what, what, um, you know, the, this, what the scripture teaches about alcohol, what this, you, I mean, you, you've heard this if you've listened, you've been a listener for very long, you know what the Bible says about drugs and, and all these things, and I've brought it all out. I do programs about it all the time. What the Bible says about homosexuality, what the Bible says about adultery, what the Bible says about people having sex that aren't married. You know, you know how I feel about it, and hopefully, you know what the Bible says about it. But I'm telling you that you can try to straighten your life out, but that's not the plan of salvation. If you come to Jesus and surrender your life to him, you repent of your sins, you're baptized in Jesus' name, and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, God will start working in you. God will start cleaning you up. 
It's kind of like the person that tries to quit smoking. You know, I, I, I believe God's against smoking cigarettes and, and chewing tobacco. I believe he's against it. I believe it's a, it's a, a addictive habit and God's against it. But there are many people that struggle with it. And the reason they struggle with it is they haven't surrendered to God. It's just an outward sign of something going on with your salvation. So, number one, we do not work toward salvation. We work from salvation. Let me say that again. We do not work toward salvation. We work from salvation. The most important thing you can do is get right with God. That's the most important thing you can do. At that point, you're ready to be taught. A lot of people are right with God, but they just don't have the information yet. Now, sometimes you'll get right with God and the Holy Spirit will speak directly to you. And that happens a lot. That happened with me when I got rid of my TV. The church we were going to in Valley City, I don't think the pastor said a word about how rotten TV was. But my... my uh you know, I got right with God. My wife got right with God. We quit watching the stupid thing. And one day my dad came up to visit. And I said, Dad, you might as well take this TV. It's your TV anyway. He goes, what are you going to watch? I said, we don't watch it anyhow. Well, the Holy Spirit talked to me about that. That's probably why why I talk about it all the time. Because it's, that's a conviction I got. And then we moved to Bismarck. And the pastor there, Pastor David Walters, he preached against TV. And I'm like, well, too late. I already know about that. I'd got rid of mine before I ever met him. Well, not before I ever met him, but before he became my pastor. You see, but it doesn't always happen that way. When you get right with God, the Bible says that that God has given us, he's given us teachers and uh, he's given us apostles and prophets and teachers and pastors. You know, he's, he's given us evangelists. And it's so that that he can work in our lives. You know, you you. Um, uh, it's kind of like Paul said in, in Romans ten. He said, "How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall he preach except he be sent?" You know the 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 point is is that yes, the Holy Spirit can speak to us, but many times God uses a real person, like a like a preacher, and so. And so this concept of getting the salvation switch turned to on first, you know, and then God begins to do, you begin to want to do his will. That's what's so interesting. It's not hard anymore. It's easy. You see, once you have the right relationship with God, there is nothing that's too tough to kick. Like all these people, that say, well, you know, that opioid addiction, that's pretty hard to break that. Well, yeah, it is. Without the power of God, it's just about impossible. And there's people listening to me tonight that are probably hooked on that stuff. And you're law-abiding citizens, but you get yours from the doctor. And you're hooked on it. It's the same stuff they sell on the street. It's the same stuff. And you're not taking it for pain anymore. You're taking it because you're an addict. But you see, and you can't quit. You've tried to quit. You know it's killing you. I'm going to encourage you tonight to stop trying to quit and get your life right with God, and then you'll find out that you're going to want to 
quit. You're not going to want to get high anymore. So number one, we don't work towards salvation. We work from salvation. Number two, we do not get good to get God. We get God to get good. And this is something that a lot of people just don't understand. Like, hey, Pastor Bob, uh, I'm not coming to church yet, but I'm really working on some things in my life to get straight now because I don't want to come to church and be a hypocrite. Listen, come to church. Come to church with your all your messed up ideas. Come to church with your messed up life. Give your life to Jesus and let him begin to change you. I love new converts. I love people that are brand new in the Lord. They don't know the rules of church sometimes. They really don't. But I, I like them because their spirit's right. They might not be doing everything right, but the switch is on. And once the switch is on, God begins to work. So you don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. And I know that's an old saying. But I want you to know us holiness people believe in that saying. And this third one is very similar to it. You don't live holy to earn salvation. We live holy because we have salvation. Like, I want to please God now. When you have salvation, and you really have it, you're not going to try to find the bare minimum requirement to serving God. You're going to be like, what pleases God, and that's what I want to do. You know, this, um, my pastor, well, I'll get to that in just a little bit. I don't know if we're going to play any more songs or not. We'll see. Maybe. You know, Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10 says this, what I'm talking about. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm going to just tell all of you critics of holiness churches right now that we don't believe that we're working our way to heaven. We don't believe that. Never have believed it. This this verse doesn't say uh, work your way to heaven. It doesn't say work on your own salvation. It says work out your own salvation. That's different. We are saved by grace through faith, and and that's not our, you know, we didn't go to the cross and die for ourselves. Jesus did. It's a gift of God. And then verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. And so there is a, there is a, uh, uh, you know, when we turn the switch of submission to God on, the switch of salvation, we submit to the plan of salvation, repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus. Am I a broken record? Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, and the sign that followed in the book of Acts was they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. You see, when we do that, we turn on a switch. Now, the last part of those two verses in Philippians, chapter 2, 12, and 13, or, or excuse me, the last part of chapter 2 and verse 12, 
It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I believe that is the switch. Like, who are the people that have salvation? Those that are right with God are the ones that have a very holy fear and submission to God. If you have this right, everything's a cinch. If you can learn to say yes to God, I, I remember one of my young grandchildren. He was, he was uh, praying. We were praying for the meal. And he was about three or four years old, and at the end of the prayer, he forgot to say amen. So his dad, who's kind of a kind of a serious guy sometimes, he goes, Warren, what do you say? What do you say now when you got done praying? What do you say? Well, Warren got really nervous because he forgot what to say. And so he got nervous and kind of stuttered, and he said, uh, 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 yes, sir. And uh, he was supposed to say amen. But I, I right away said, my three or four-year-old grandson, Warren, knows Hebrew because the word amen in Hebrew means, yes, sir. That's what it means. Like, whatever, God. Yes, sir. That's what salvation is. Once you do that, everything else is a cinch. Everything is. It's easy to quit smoking once you do that. It's easy to quit quit meth. It's easy to stop looking at porn. It's easy to get your anger under control when you submit to God. If you have a humble spirit towards God, if you're walking with God with fear and trembling, sin isn't going to be a problem for us. Isaiah 66, 2, the Lord said, To this man will I look, even to him that is poor, and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. The um, my pastor used to teach seminars on holiness, and he was actually pretty famous for it. And I I um, was privileged to sit in those teachings for years. My wife and I truly were discipled. We um, we uh, first time we visited a Pentecostal church was in Bismarck, and then we lived in Valley City, so we went there. Then I, when I was done with college, I moved back to Bismarck, and Pastor Walters became my pastor. And I heard him say this over and over and over for years, and I'm so glad that he did. He would say he would start his holiness seminars by saying, holiness, conforming to the nature and to the will of God. You see, some people think holiness is just doing what God says. But holiness is is it is that. You know, there there we have a flesh we have to overcome. But holiness also is becoming and doing what God is. We become like our daddy. We the born again experience when you have it. You are engrafted with God's DNA. And then you need to work that out. And God's DNA is the divine nature of the Almighty. That's God's DNA. You know, um, I might talk a little bit more about my pastor a little bit and about where he'd tell the story about the only sacrifice that he ever made. Um, you know what? Abe, why don't you give out, uh, you know what? Play a little bit of a song. You got something cute up there? 
I'm going to look at these, and then I'll have Abe come back in and, and um, give out some info on how to get a hold of us during the week. texted me saying, who's singing that? And uh, those are some, uh, I believe, I don't know much about him, but I believe he's a United Pentecostal minister, his wife and daughter, and their name is the Dunaways, D-U-N-A-W-A-Y-S. And I know they've got about three or four CDs out. And um, I just heard about them yesterday, actually, and uh, been listening to it. I'm I'm kind of a contemporary Christian guy, but the... Um, I think I might switch over to the Southern Gospel stuff. If the, if the lyrics are that good, I really like that stuff. I really do. Uh, hello to the Burling family listening tonight. Connor's listening. We've got um, the um, Zach and family listening out in Fargo. Uh, Casey, Shane listening in in um, out, out in um, Southheart. We've got um, oh, just a lot of a lot of people listening. Some I don't know who they are. But glad that you're listening. We've got um, good to have a brother in Morgantown. I just lost his name. I can't remember. Brother Roland. There we go. Brother Roland is listening. Abe, why don't you give us out um, some information on how to get a hold of us during the week and so on? 
Well, we are from New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, if you'd like to visit our church, um, the address is 501 Elks Drive. Um, you can visit us um, Sunday mornings um, at 10 o'clock a.m. is our Sunday school. And at 11 o'clock is our worship service. That's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, and you're welcome to join us for that. Um, also, if you're from the Beulah area, there is an apostolic church called the Truth Community Church. The address to that church is 220 3rd Street Northwest. Um, Brother Woods is the pastor there. They have sun service Sunday morning, 1030, and um, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. That's the Truth Community Church in Beulah, North Dakota. Um, also in Beach, North Dakota, there is a midweek service at the Beach Community Center at 7.30 p.m. Um, Brother Joe Hostetler is the leader of that um, midweek service they, every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, 7.30 p.m. Also, um, in Bowman, North Dakota, um, there's a midweek service every Thursday night um, at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church 18 North Main. Um, Brother Seth Springer is the pastor there, and you're welcome to join him for that. Um, the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 18 North Main in Bowman, North Dakota. Um, if you would like um, some more information about our church um, or any of these um, other services that I mentioned, you can call or text um, Pastor Simons. His cell phone number is 7 zero one two nine zero seven eight six two or you can email him his email is robert simons fifty eight at gmail dot com this is tell it like it is radio broadcast you know uh we're just talking about if you're tuning in late philippians two twelve work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and um I'm making the point tonight that that um there's nothing wrong with god's salvation. If you've got it and you start working it out, you're going to go amazing places. There isn't any habit. There isn't any old sin. There isn't any old generational type sin. Uh, people carry around a lot of stuff, you know, based on the way they were raised and just a lot of things. But those are nothing for God. You start saying yes to God, you're going to be amazed at what happens to you. And everybody around you will be too. You know, I, I mentioned before we uh, did the song and everything how my pastor would say holiness is conforming to the nature and to the will of God. And he would say that he only made one sacrifice in his life. And after that, everything was his reasonable service. He tells about growing up and wanting to be a dairy farmer as a boy. That was his goal. That was his dream. That's what he wanted to do. He had told the Lord, he said, Lord, if I could be a dairy farmer, he said, I'll keep enough money to live on and I'll give all the profit that we make to, to missionaries to spread the gospel to the whole world. And, uh, and he, when he was a young man, his older brother Russell financed a dairy farm. And my pastor, Pastor David Walters, ran that farm. I don't know if he was 17, 18 years old when this happened, but he was a young man. All of his dreams 
were true. One day, his brother Russell heard a commotion coming from the field, a kind of a screaming, a crying. And he drove out there quickly, thought his little brother Dave was hurt. And uh, he said, Dave, are you okay? And he goes, I am okay now. And he told his brother Russell that God had told him he wanted him to get out of the dairy business and become a preacher. And that was, and he said, I heard him say that he cried when the auctioneer sold every cow. I think he had a cow there named Atha. He named his one of his cows after a girl he liked, which I would not suggest. But maybe it means something to Sister Walters. I don't know if she's listening tonight. She is a sweet, sweet lady. But but he um, he said he cried when every cow sold. But he said after that he's he never made one more sacrifice for God. You see, he turned the on switch on. And after that, it was easy to live for God for him. It was the only sacrifice he ever made. One word you need to be saved, and that's yes. But this seems to be the tough part for some people. You know, um, I just got a text from a girl named Jody. She said, I'm four months clean because I turned the yes sir switch on, something like that, she said. Yes, sir. She said, yes, sir, to God. Four months clean from meth. Jody, you'll never have to go back again if you don't play with that switch. Keep your hand away from the switch. Just keep it on. God is, you know, he's not here to hurt us. He's here to help us. You know, Jesus said, I came to give them life and that more abundantly. It's the lie of the devil that you're missing out on something because you've said yes to God. Yeah, you're missing out on some things. You're missing out on misery. You're missing out on hell. Uh, You're missing out on a life with no fulfillment, no purpose. Say yes to God. That is so important. There's a song, it's a newer song, you know, maybe within the last 10, 15 years. It's by a singer-songwriter named Stephen Curtis Chapman. He said in the song, he said, I wrote a list from A to Z of all the ways that you could best use me. I, I, it made sense to me. I, I thought of all my talents and all my abilities. And I wrote this list down of what I was going to do for God. I'm just paraphrasing the song. I don't, I'm not going to sing the song. But he said, but then I read the letter that you sent me. Of course, he's talking about the Bible. And how all you really want from me is whatever. Whatever, whatever you say. Whatever, I will obey. Whatever, Lord, have your way. Because you are my God. Whatever. See, this is simple stuff. But if you want to live successfully for God, don't try to get good. Just get God. Get God's favor in your life. The Bible says in Romans 8, If God be for us, who can be against us? Meth can't be against you. Alcohol can't be against you. If you surrender your life to God, there's nothing, nothing that can stop you. Well, I'm going to pray before we close this program out, and I've got a lot of texts. I'll try to answer some of these after the program.
And um, the um, there's a lot of people that like that music we were playing tonight, I'll tell you that. Lord Jesus, I pray for our listening audience. God, I pray that that the simplicity of this message will just get into their hearts. They're going to realize, Lord, that all they need to do is say yes to you. And at that point, you begin to work out your will and your, your power in their lives. It becomes easy to live for you at that point. God, help us to see this. Help us to get through this thinking that somehow we're trying to do this on our own. I just pray that you'll help us to all find that place of surrender tonight. Well, Abe, you did a great job, and thank you for listening. Lord willing, next Sunday night we'll have another Tell It Like It Is radio show, 806 Mountain Time, the same station. Until then, God bless. Come and see me at church Wednesday night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.